Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I'm so blessed that you've tuned in. Uh, If you have any questions about the ministry of Encounter or you want me to pray for you for anything, just email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org. Thank you again for tuning in wherever you are in your car. Uh, Thank you for supporting this wonderful uh, radio station. I'm so blessed to be a part of it. I'm so so glad to be on the air with you. One of the things I get to do um, as a minister is we get to partner with other ministries and we get to be a blessing to them. Uh, When I have an encounter service on Friday, I have a couple organizations that uh, send their clients to us. Uh, One of them uh, is a ministry called Breaking Free Ministries, and that's a great ministry. The other one is a ministry called Revive Lifehouse. I've had the president of Revive on the radio show with the his wife before, and uh, they send their clients to encounter. One of the things I also do is I go to what's called phase one, which for 30 days, there it's an in-house treatment uh, facility for people uh, trying to overcome life of addiction. And, uh, and I get to minister to them. Uh, and then when they get to the second phase, they come to my service on Friday nights, which is a blessing. You know, we always think we're going to bless a certain group of people, but they wind up blessing us because they're in the fight. They're overcomers. I'm so proud of them. They're doing a they're doing a great work, and I'm I'm grateful for the ministry of Revive. Uh, but I get to do devotionals with them, and one of the devotionals I shared with them last week was sort of a Christmas devotional. And we're going to be doing some Christmas episodes, especially next next week uh, on the Encounter Radio Show. But I love talking about identity and who we are in Christ. And uh, I love talk. I love looking at prophecies about Jesus and the coming of Jesus and the birth of Jesus. And depending on which common commentary you read or philosopher Bible uh, philosopher you hear from, uh, bottom line is there are hundreds of prophecies that were fulfilled when Jesus came to Earth, and. And I love that. And But one of my favorite prophecies about Christmas and the coming of Jesus is found uh, in Isaiah uh, chapter 9, which is titled, To Us a Child is Born. And so in the middle of darkness, in the middle of a, a kingdom that basically is lost and, is, and is, it, it's, it's in the middle of judgment, uh, God's not happy with his people, uh, comes a prophecy that's not going to happen uh, for thousands of years. And in this prophecy, this prophecy was about the birth of Jesus Christ, not just about the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, because it says, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. I love this. And then he will be called, and they give four titles, and they're just not just titles, but they're identity statements uh, of who Jesus Christ is. And I love this because we do a lot of teaching on identity, and when I, and on this radio station, I've taught before that Jesus rarely would introduce himself. Matter of fact, he never introduced himself by his name, but he would say things like, I am the way, I am the way, the truth, the life. I'm the bread of life. Uh, I'm the good shepherd. And so he, he would identify himself 
by the identity titles and statements that his father had given him. And in this prophetic snapshot of the birth of Jesus and the story of Christmas, for to us a child is born in Isaiah 9, 6, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, which, by the way, it's not our government. It's not any government on planet Earth. It's not the White House. It's not this house or that house. When, when he says the government will be on his shoulders, the Bible's talking about the kingdom of God. The Bible's talking about God's government. The Bible's talking about the kingdom of heaven, uh, not our government. And so I think we get that confused sometimes. But I love these titles. And boy, do we need Jesus to be this to us uh, this Christmas, this season, any season, no matter what you're going through. Uh, and it says this, and he will be called a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Just saying that in a calm voice, because that's he came in the calm of night in the middle of a chaotic situation, out of nowhere, he came to us to be with us, to be like us so that we would be with him and eventually be just like him because we were made in the image of God. And so when I was speaking to the guys at Revive uh, Lifehouse in phase one, I said, think about who you are. And think about what you need. And think about the identity titles that, that the Old Testament has given to Jesus Christ. And think about how you need him to be all those four things in your life. And let's look at the first one, wonderful counselor. Where, and I, I asked him, where are you getting your counsel from? Because the best counselor is going to come from Jesus Christ. See, when you enter a relationship with Jesus Christ... He sends his Holy Spirit to live inside of you. And then Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will counsel you, will guide you in truth, will comfort you, will give you peace, which is, again, we're going to get to that as well too. But the best counsel that one could ever get is get themselves in a position through the Word of God and hear the voice of God and have God tell them what to do. There's a lot of people that, that people run to counseling. They run to get advice. They run to tell their problems to somebody. But very few get themselves in a position where they shut it all down, surrender everything that they are to the lordship and leadership of Jesus Christ, repent of all their sins, and then get themselves in a position where they can hear the voice of God. Because God's speaking to us. The question is, are we listening? And can we get to a place where we could hear his voice? And when we hear his voice, he will counsel us. He'll tell us exactly who we are, what we need, what we should do, what we need to get rid of, what we need to let go of, and how to move forward. And there's no counselor that can counsel like God can. I'm all for counselors. I'm not bashing counselors or anything like that. Sometimes we need uh, someone to just uh, get us on the right pathway to give us a different point of view. But at the end of the day, 
we need to get ourselves in a position because no counselor can do what the wonderful counselor can do for us when we get in a position, get in his presence, and just hear his voice and have the Lord himself speak to us. The Lord has spoken to me many times, never in an audible voice. I know some people said they've heard God, but I've had God speak to me through his word. I've had God speak to me through my heart. I've had God impress thoughts upon me. I've had God speak loud and clear things in my heart that he wanted me to do on specific situations. And I remember the night I gave my life to Jesus. Uh, God said, now go fight for your family. And I did. And I've been fighting for my family ever since. And God has restored my family. God has healed my family. And by God's grace, this coming spring in April 28th, me and my wife are going to be celebrating 40 years of marriage, Lord willing. And so God's a good God. But I would have never done it without getting counsel from the wonderful counselor. And the second thing we need, and I was speaking to the guys at Revive about this, and this is one of the names of, of God, is Mighty God. You see, there's, there's willpower, which never works, but then there's God giving us the will and the power, and not just the will and the power, but the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available for us. And so few Christians realistically believe that. They say, oh, I got the same power to raise Jesus Christ from the dead. Oh, really? Well, how does your life reflect that? Now, I know we all struggle, and I know that we go through problems, and that's just a lot that comes our way a lot of times. But at the end of the day, we have power. We have power to overcome temptation. We have power to overcome our stinking way of thinking. We have power to overcome strongholds. We have power to overcome the attacks of the enemy. We have power to overcome every spiritual attack that could ever come our way. And God's given us power. God's given us power to be overcomers. God's given us power to be victors, not victims. God's given us power to slay the giants in our lives. God's given us power uh, to break every chain, every yoke of bondage, and to use the blood and to do battle and to operate as a kingdom representative under kingdom jurisdiction, exacting kingdom judgment on principalities and powers that come against us and the plan of God in our lives. God's given us power to keep on keeping on. God's given us power to pray. God's given us power to seek him. God's given us power to walk in victory. All these things, God's given us power. He is a mighty God. Nothing is impossible for God. The question is, how are you tapping into that power and are you living under the power of the Holy Spirit? And so that's one of the names of God. That's a great prophecy that's already been fulfilled. The third one is everlasting father. It's a hard concept for a lot of people. I know it was for me. I grew up without a physical father, but I learned that my heavenly father could do more than my earthly father could ever do. And I've learned that my everlasting father will always be my father. He will always love me, always has loved me, always will love me. There's nothing I could ever do that could make my father in heaven stop loving me. And so I need to trust in an everlasting father, the only pure promise keeper in the universe that keeps his promises to a thousand generations, which includes us. So I need an everlasting father. And here's the fourth name and identity title of the birth of Christ that came for us. And that's the Prince of Peace. And my question for the guys that revive, my question to you listening on the Encounter Radio Show today, 
is are you experiencing the Prince of Peace? Is the Prince of Peace living in your heart? And the question is, if you have the Prince of Peace living in your heart, do you have the peace that only he can offer? Because the world doesn't give as Jesus gives. And the peace that God talks about is not the peace that the world can even come close to offering. Peace that can destroy any stronghold. Peace that can destroy any sickness. Peace that can destroy every stronghold, every hurt, every wound, every abuse, every attack that's ever been done to you. There's nothing like the peace of God that can heal you and settle you when you're anxious, when you're fearful, when you worry. What's the antidote when you're all those three things? The peace of God, which God wants to give you. The Prince of Peace. This Christmas may be the best gift that you could ever receive and that you could ever give this Christmas season. Four gifts that I encourage you to go shopping for this Christmas. Forget Macy's. Forget them all. It's a zoo out there. You don't want to be caught in all that. Here's four gifts that you should receive and that you should give away. The wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. You come home with those gifts, it may make an eternal difference in you, your family, and the people that you love. I hope that those are the presents that you go shopping for. And let me tell you where you can find them, in his presence. Thank you for tuning in.